0: Okay, remember to speak into the mic. Put your phones on airplane mode, ladies. Oh, okay. Let me text my mom first. Let me text my man. <laughs> light skin boys on text. They're telepathic. <laughs> light skin boys are telepathic.
1: I'm what is this whole light skin boy thing that you?
0: It's this whole thing I'm going to go into detail into, but let me know when you guys are ready. Uh, Hello, my family, Lee and thank you for coming back to the Ferris of Them All podcast. Today, I'm with the lovely Turkish Delight, the queen of all dances, belly in nature, and also Guadalupe, the carne assassin and the Goya goddess. <laughs> and they're both using one mic, so bear with us.
2: Hi, this is Turkish Delight, hello, nice to meet you all.
0: Turkish Delight is AKA Sena. Hello. Senna and yes. Guadalupe is Guadalupe. ASMR.
1: I'm
0: gonna have to edit that out later. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm
1: so laughs> Thank sorry. you for
0: making my job harder.
1: Hey guys, what's up?
2: I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: um, yes, cause this ain't a dance floor, This a candy stone. I used to eat Halls like candy when I was young.
1: I'm really sick, guys. I've been sick for two weeks and I've just been eating cough drops for lunch, dinner, and breakfast. What about now? Are they good now? Is um, this good?
0: Yeah, just kind of get as close as you can. Like when you, whenever what you guys want to speak. Is this good? I think that'll be good.
1: Okay. We have to be super close to each other. Yeah.
2: You're going to get me fucking. Because remember, <laughs>
0: using, usually people have two mics. No, I'm We're getting using better.
2: One. I'm getting better. So I'm really sick right now Because Guadalupe just got me sick That's not true I Ugh,
0: They got mono Yucky
2: I just think it's sad that I have mono Considering I haven't made out with somebody in um, When was my day? Um, it's been about two weeks I haven't made out with somebody in two weeks So I don't think I should be having mono It's, I think it's
0: been sad. 7 hours and 16 days It's been like three days for me Okay <laughs> Let's introduce it again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. I'm sorry about the face that you made. S- why did okay, I say that?
0: I'm going in again. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, my family, my dear beloveds. We're back for another episode, and today I have a Guadalupe, aka the Goya goddess, aka Carne assassin. Hello. She's actually vegan, though. And we either. have Senna, aka Turkish delight, aka Queen of all belly dances, aka Harem goddess, aka, uh, aka Shakira, Shakira, but Middle Eastern.
2: I'm actually not Middle Eastern, but thank you.
0: Senna's actually white because she's Turkish, and we're gonna talk about that.
2: Well, if we want to get into specifics, I'm technically like European and Central Asian. But I'm not Middle Eastern. Well that's what all but I love Middle Eastern culture. I mean Middle Eastern Twitter is funny because there's no such thing as Turkish Twitter. So like I just really get into the bandwagon with like Arab Twitter. Like I love Arab Twitter.
0: Arab Twitter's pretty lit. I'm not gonna lie to you. So I was telling you guys earlier that I love ethnic women. Like that's my thing. Like she's gotta be something. There's gotta be some sort of foreign influence in her gene pool. And my litmus test is She's got to smell like what her mama just cooked. <laughs> and then she can holler at a boy. I'm talking to all the lovely ladies in the line. The gal Street straight, I'm talking to you.
2: So she can't smell like egg salad or some white shit like that. Meatloaf. She can't smell, like, she can't meat smell loaf. like
0: meatloaf. The cool thing about all those like foods, they don't really stick to your meat clothes loaf like our really foods good. do. Meatloaf? Yeah. Have you ever had pumpkin spice meatloaf? No. That's a thing. Google it.
2: Of course it's a thing. I'm going to Google it. Of course it's a thing. So what does she have to smell like, Ferris? Does she have to smell like kofte? Does she have to smell no, like no, 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 rice no, no, no. and no. The cool
0: thing is about us developing third world people diasporas is our food is potent no matter what. So, for example, you could smell like empanadas. You could smell like asida if you're Sudanese. You can smell like kofte, lahmajon,
2: Oh, some lahmacun would be lahmacun. What, else? Me, what else do Turkish people eat? I
0: feel like I went to Turkey and didn't have enough Turkish food
2: Oh, so Ferris did go to Turkey actually Which I think it's very cool that he did um, What are some Turkish foods? My favorites um, Anything with meat uh, Donar, lahmacun, uh, iskandar, uh, köfte. Kefte. Köfte. Uh,
0: okay, so I, I have a question Meats so in the Arab world, like, you know, at North Africa, there was this Turkish song that was, like, really popular. And no one knew the name. I probably know it. You probably know it. The, no one knew okay. the lyrics. But I remember in this song. There's... But, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God.
2: I know exactly what song you're talking about. In the about. song. I know what song you're talking about because every, like, it's so popular that, like, you are not the first person to come up to me and be like, what's the song? What? Yeah, I, So I I'm going to explain with
0: the audience. Time. In this song, the singer sings in Turkish. It's a male singer. And he'll be singing, and then all of a sudden, this music stops, and you hear him go, tack, tack, like a kissing Kisses. noise. And <laughs> then the, the beat picks song. up again. Bissitos. Okay, Bissitos. what's the song called for everyone oh my listening? God. Can we play it? Um, yeah. yeah, pull out your phone and play it. Okay, pull out your phone. It's it's my just put it on Wi-Fi only because if it's on cellular,
2: yeah, it's on my phone's on Wi-Fi. So. The song is by an artist named Tarkan. He's a German-born Turkish singer. Um he is the king of pop in Turkey. I've been obsessed with him since I was a child and the particular song that he's talking about it's like the first song I remember as like a small kid. Like I remember watching the music video at like 2 3 years old. Like it's an amazing song and a lot of his music is just iconic and honestly my sexual orientation is Tarkan, like young Tarkan, and I feel like a lot of Turkish people can relate with that. So let's go on my Spotify. Like so and you when you're know.
0: singing, are you supposed to stop and like kiss while you're singing it? Like when you play, yeah, it, are, you gonna, are we going to gonna go kiss? We're going to make out. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm playing it. This is it. Fucking jam.
0: So what is he saying? Like I'm gonna kiss you like that.
2: So um what he's saying, it's it's basically a song about like a promiscuous girl and he's like, damn, like you different than all the other girls in the village, like But he's like, if I catch you He's like if I catch you, I'm gonna kiss you. Basically.
0: Oh my Whoa, that's not okay.
2: Yeah, I mean... Let's uh, talk about consent has a, for a minute. The song has a, <laughs> well, you want to know about the music video? So there's actually two music videos for this. But um, the second one, the more popular music video, it's about this man, the singer, running across like town. And like every single woman who sees him starts chasing him around town. He's literally running from an army of women. And the, the weirdest thing is there's a bride in the crowd, too. He literally makes a bride run away at her wedding day. Like... All these women and the bride are chasing him through the streets. Sometimes
0: I feel like a bride that ran away at her wedding day.
2: I don't... don't, Okay. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, at the very end, like, he gets, like... Goes in, like, a little corridor or something to, like, hide from all the women. And he sees, like, a little girl. Maybe about, like, six years old. And, like, she looks at him like, what the fuck? And then he, like... In the end of the song, in the last... He, like, kisses her on the forehead.
0: Oh. So it's, like, just that's kind of weird
2: I mean, it's like a cute. it's a different thing. culture that's yeah, all yeah but i mean
0: the middle east is all kind of like that like it's very much like because <laughs> sex is so taboo so everybody's want to yeah they want to talk about it they want to do it they want to kiss they want their music to have kissing noises in it oh,
2: i just think it's really i know this song is so popular in the middle east also like all over eastern europe because i know there's like other versions of it in different languages yeah uh, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about what this if we song.
0: made our own version which was just like hug hug and like instead of the kissing noises, we ha- had hug noises. I had an
2: imam told me that I had an imam tell tell me it was a American convert who told me that men and women should not hug because when a man hugs convert, a woman, convert to Islam. Yeah, convert okay. to Islam. He told me that um, a man can feel her uh, the woman's breast and that will turn him on sexually and that's a sin.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've hugged a lot of women in my life. You
2: hugged me today. I've
0: high hugged you today. No offense to you guys. You guys, they are very beautiful women. These are Guadalupe and Senna are probably the hottest girls I know that I text. You know, regularly.
2: (laughs) God, thanks. She's flustered. She's flustered. She (laughs) just dropped her shit. She's so flustered. Her foot fell asleep. Yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about this song. Um, very iconic. So, what are your memories with this song as a young child in Sudan um, or America?
0: I remember the song being played in Sudan at a gym, <laughs> at a tur- at a Turkish gym. A Turkish yeah, because there's a lot of Turkish a lot of Turkish people in Sudan. They like for business and all. They come for business and stuff. So uh they were it was a gym owned by like a turkish company and like most people that went there were turkish and they had this they played that song on repeat like constantly on repeat yeah it was like encouraging them like for the ladies we shall get strong and do kissing <laughs> uh, muah, muah. Uh, oh, i love it I, hate, I i i remember i went through a period where i was like i gotta look good for the ladies and i worked it never works When when you work out for anything other than just yourself and overall health you just lose no i'm like I'm like, like that's my relatable. kettlebells. It's that's not relatable. worth
2: the guilt yeah. afterwards, the what? post-sex what? guilt that we could all feel. Oh, the post-sex the, Muslim yeah. guilt. The, the post-sex, Muslim, post-sex Muslim, Muslim guilt. And that's like, a
0: Catholicism yeah. thing too. That's it a Catholic is. thing as well. Yeah. We're just programmed that way. Like, what do we do? We're stuck. So what do we do? When, when we have sex, let's say we're forever just going to hate ourselves and go through the mourning period.
2: I mean, like f- personally for me, and I know also Ferris for you, it's like, once you finally do have sex you're like okay i hate myself because i'll never be perfect and pure again you know yeah
0: like do i still get to go to heaven no No. (laughs) oh man
2: you're going to hell
0: that's where i'm going
2: because (laughs) it was technically adultery because she was not your wife
0: no it's not so in in the muslim religion there's a difference between adultery and zina
2: Okay, so it's Zina, yeah. Yeah, Zina would but be unmarried. Ca- Zina's not as bad. In Catholicism, adultery is also considered as, like, that's what my best friend told me, who's Catholic. She said, if you have sex outside of marriage, like before marriage, it's still adultery. And I was like, damn, that's a little. I didn't know oh. that. I don't, yeah. I
0: don't know. I don't know. We got to get stoned. I didn't
2: know that was a thing. But like, in Islam, it's Zina, right?
0: Yeah, Zina, you just get lashed. Um, it's like 100 lashes for each person, and it's got to be in public so people know. Like, you got to be an example. I mean, that's what I've read. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hit me in the DM if I'm wrong, girl. If I'm wrong, girl, let me know. I'll change my ways for you. I don't think it's
2: still like that, though, unless, you know. It's not like that where I come from. There's nothing illegal about Yeah, yeah,
0: there's nothing. You know. I mean, it depends where you are, obviously. Probably, yeah. like, Saudi Arabia, you get, like, stoned. <laughs> but Or you'll get deported. It depends. I think if you're, like, an immigrant, they'll just deport you. But if you're, like, a Saudi, you're, like, you're subject to the laws at hand. Guad was just in Land of the Mohicans.
2: I was, it was great. had a good time. Ferris also went to Mexico.
0: I went to Mexico too, and I had a very fun time. He's
2: an international traveled man, a cultured man.
0: Mr. Worldwide. (laughs) He's
2: single, ladies.
0: I'm single, and I told you I like ethnic women, so you know what that means. Step it up and get in my DMs, please. I love when ethnic women wear their ethnic clothes
2: are you fetishizing them or like like,
0: no i'm not fetish no it's just they're they're proud of like where they're from from to me that's just like it's not i'm not fetish no i don't want to i like okay i don't don't wear your schoolgirl clothes don't do that like don't (laughs) wear your hello kitty if you're asian don't oh my god what if like like remember that one scene in bubblegum where the white dude makes her dress up like a like a like a female zulu warrior no I, i don't
2: know what that is
0: Bubblegum is a show on Netflix about this girl who's trying to lose her virginity. She's a Nigerian British actress. Oh, my
1: God. Wait, I have seen that. And it's really good. Yeah, it's and she's really so good. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he makes her put that on. He makes her put it yeah. on the suit. Mm-hmm, I've seen that. Yeah. That was wild. I was shocked. Yeah. It's been like a year since I've seen it, though, so I forgot. Yeah.
0: Speaking to the mic, this part, the oh, top.
1: I'm so, oh, I don't have anything to say anymore.
0: Perfect. It's okay. We all see what's on our mind. And whenever it comes, comes. So, yeah. She I'm she not said. a creep, though, guys. I love people. Um, I'm not fetishizing anybody um, I'm ethnic so I can do that I, how would I fetishize people if I'm ethnic
2: I don't know Fairly, I'm colored. at least you're not
1: white it, it uh, huh. uh, you can't you can still fetishize people if you're ethnic can
0: therapist. you fetishize your own culture
1: no yeah mm-mm. I don't know I don't know about that but you can definitely fetishize other cultures being a minority do you
0: feel as a Latina woman you're fetishized oh,
1: totally Do they
0: ask you to say like I caramba and like wear a fruit hat and stuff?
1: No, no, no. But there's just like this like demeanor. I feel like that guys think that I have. That's like, oh, she's like kind of mean. You know what I mean? Feisty. And I feel like I'm not even like mean. Like I feel like I'm pretty chill. And like I even noticed with like guys that I date, they'll be like, "Oh shit, like can't make her mad." Like sometimes, and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like I'm not mad. <laughs> like I'm chill." She's just gonna get sad. Yeah, I'll probably I'll like cry. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a dude tell me once. I'm gonna admit this. He was like, um, he was like, "Latina women, man." They're awesome dude he said this to me but he's like they're crazy man they follow you man And yeah experience.
1: like that's like we're we have such a stereotype i feel like yeah. and then the other day i was talking to one of my friends and i was like yeah like i was complaining about something in like the dating culture f- for today and he was like i don't know i don't know about you because honestly like if you're a hot latina i feel like that's like the number one position for dating right now so like you're fine so like you shouldn't complain and i was like oh <gasps> Like, why would you say that?
0: The stock is it's hot. Fucked up. Yeah, there is this trend. I'm, I think it's Instagram. Instagram is making ethnic women pop. Because all these pages, like, you know, brown girls unite and Latina woman and black Black girl magic and all that. Like, you know, people yeah. are, people are, and white people are seeing this stuff. There's and they're like, like damn, we're pride, missing out. There's like a
1: sense of pride, of pride. And like, I see it in like the Latinx community where like, we've just like become more prideful in like our origin and like, you know, all of our traditions and whatnot, which I really like.
0: Mike, closer to you. No, no, Gwad. (laughs) Gwad, Alupe. I'm
1: just fucking Speak
0: up. I'm looking at your levels.
1: There's like, there's just like a huge sense of pride. I feel like we're just like really, really out here. We're proud now. Yeah. You know, to be brown. Exactly. And And that's what I said is so sexy. Like, that's why
0: when I see women who are, you know, rocking themselves online publicly and repping the La Raza, the culture, you know, (laughs) the the Ancestry United and the... they just hold it down, and they're proud, yeah. especially in America, because that's, that's big. Because a lot of these, a lot of these women you see on Instagram right now who are popping, who are brown, black, Latina, Asian, African, Europe—I mean, South American—they um, grew up where they were probably bullied for being who they were. Yeah. Most of them, because they grew up probably. in the '90s, right? Millennials—they were probably bullied. And when you see them doing that, you're like, "Damn, you're owning yourself. That's amazing. Yeah. You're not selling yourself yeah, out."
1: Yeah, for sure. There's like a huge, a huge like just change in i feel like pride and whatnot because growing up like i was in pride prideful in like my wherever i'm from or whatever oh i'm so sorry
0: <laughs> speak up Guad.
1: i see i can't see the levels because i don't have my glasses on okay. so just
0: speak like, like like
1: super loud yeah like that you're super loud like is i'm like being perfect. an asmr
0: yes
2: bitch right now yeah all right but just yeah. speak like me like my you, well American
1: you are naturally up. a loud woman that's what middle everybody eastern me. yeah.
2: meanwhile yeah, middle eastern. i just feel like i'm saw, not loud like i'm just pretty and, quiet
0: and the pen the pen the clicking the pen.
2: oh i'm sorry can you're I good t- you're good can i tell you about guys about you're, this tweet that i saw it was about somebody um say asking like why is it that like middle eastern women are so loud and then like they another person responded like um someone said that Women in like oppressed cultures have to be louder to get themselves heard and you know, that's
0: that's why we're loud. That resonated with me.
2: Yeah.
1: Latinas are loud too though. Like my mom is so fucking loud, my dad will sometimes just be like, dude, like why are you screaming right now? It's like eleven o'clock at night and she's just like I'm mad and we're just like, Oh shit, like we really pissed my mom off. But yeah, no, I feel like you're right. That's a good tweet. If I had a Twitter I would retweet that tweet. You should make a Twitter. I don't yeah. want to. It's and just like, this it's Twitter. another distraction that I don't need. Like I already use Instagram so much. I'm, like, actually, every day. Failing, I'm
2: actually failing my classes because of Twitter.
1: I'm <laughs> failing a class and I don't have Twitter. Can you imagine if I had Twitter <laughs> like I'd be What's failing everything? Yeah, I, for real. I blame Instagram.
0: Those I go into those rabbit holes where you're on the explore page and you oh. just keep scrolling down to the never ending.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, and Sudani Instagram,
0: yo, where are my people at? That's fucking crazy. Ba,
1: ba, ba, ba. Yeah, Ooh. Ba, 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 ba.
0: for real. Um, I, yeah, that tweet resonated with me too because my mom is loud as hell, and yeah. she'll I'll be on the phone with people in my room and be like, "Is that your mom on the phone?" Because yeah, mom,
1: me too. Yeah.
0: She'll sing. My mom sings a lot. She was a part of the chorus in college, <gasps> so oh. she'll sing like like she'll go walk past me and be like. Is she good? I mean,
1: oh man, that's not a good
0: question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You'd have to be the judge. She was in the
1: chorus in college.
0: Yeah, she's she. I feel like if she developed her skills more,
1: you got to be good if you're going to be in the chorus. Yeah,
0: but that's like college chorus.
1: But this college still, you got to be good. It's not like elementary school like chorus where everyone can like do it. Yeah, I was
2: in that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't have like recorders and hot cross buns in Sudan. Like, (laughs) oh my
2: god, I can still play hot cross buns.
0: Oh my god, you can.
2: I also take uh, a penny, leave a penny. Oh my god i went to elementary school in turkey and they taught us recorded there
0: too so it's like an international international yo turkey is is developed i don't know what you're talking about you guys have recorders and like schools that look nice like i'll go to sudan and i love sudan but i gotta be real sometimes sudan right now in terms of infrastructure and economics and politics is a butthole like if if you watch the news um like there's like a revolution going on and like we've been following it like my mom and i i've been following it to a t because I don't know why I've been following it. I live in the US, but it's survivor guilt. Or I feel like, because I have cousins there. We all have cousins. Everybody from the third world diaspora has cousins who live in squalor. Exactly. Who live in really harsh conditions. And you look at them like, that could have been me. Like, I wish, that's true. I wish, you know, you guys could have a better situation. And like, you know, so that's why everyone's so invested, especially people abroad are like, we want good things for the people back home to live and not have to leave their country like we don't want immigration to be the solution for people to live a decent life
2: exactly yeah i have a or lot of people, people tell me that like whenever i go back to turkey for the summer like they'll see what i'm doing in college and like i'm a triple major and they'll be like you're so impressive like economics is exactly what turkey needs like people like you need to come back to turkey and i'm like Yo, fuck that but like i get it because anybody who's like in turkey who's educated and who can actually help save the country they just flee which is like what me and my family did because we're like well fuck this condition like country's going to shit so like we're just gonna leave but like all of my cousins are back in turkey and like you know i see like what the conditions that they're living in i mean they live good but like they can never like reach the levels that like we're reaching in america because of like where they're stopped at like whether it's like financially or by class or like just by the conditions of the country like and it, it makes me you know sad and then that also like i have a lot of pressure put on me to be as humanly successful as possible because i'm the only cousin that's in the united states so like i'm an example to be made of that they're like you're the american cousin like you have to do this and you have to do that like mm-hmm. you're expected to be better than all of your other cousins back at home because you're the one in america and you are the. you most have no excuse to fail is
0: you what have they no say. excuse to fail except exactly. twitter except that's twitter. the only excuse you have
2: that's, Twitter's the only excuse i have but you're you have so many expectations put on you as the american cousin because like they're like going against all odds to do what you're doing and I have heard that, like, same exact thing with a lot of, like, other immigrant friends that I have. Like, if they have family back at home, like, they have this, like, immense pressure on their shoulders to be the best that they possibly can be. And it's, like, really mm-hmm. nerve-wracking sometimes because, like, I can't save my whole family, you know? Yeah,
0: and I think um the children of the diaspora, whatever diaspora you're from, need to kind of wake up and realize that you can't live out your parents' fantasies. Your parents, no one ever, they, you know, they didn't have to have children, first of all. I'm taking our side here. They didn't have to have kids. They chose to have kids. Um, Your kid isn't supposed to live up to you in that way. That's the trait of like a narcissistic parent. So you have to kind of find your own path, or you're never going to be happy. Which is what I'm doing right now. So use use me as like the sacrificial fucking lamb. I quit my fucking job. I had a job at fucking at a corporation. a
2: Corporate job. A corporate. He was making it rain. Making a lot of money. In
0: the fucking city, like you know, where homeless people chill and shit. Yeah. Jesus, you know what? The homeless people are there to remind these fucking retards how privileged they are. They feel. I feel like they feel good when they see these like homeless people. Like they're like, at least I'm not one of them. I have a job. I'm on the cool side.
2: I think that's really fucked up
1: though. They're like miserable inside. Because yeah, totally. They have to, like bring their shitty. The hobos are
0: the happiest people I've ever met, and I was cool with all of them in Uptown. If you go to Uptown i've had I have nicknames for all of them they're stewy he makes his own stews he carries these large buckets they're clear oh of liquid they're it's brown liquid and red liquid he's the most legit because he doesn't give a shit about anybody he has his own cart there's not even a harris teeter nearby or a grocery store i don't know how he got that cart there but he's got a cart he drives it around he has he has his own stews his butt crack is always exposed that's life not giving <laughs> a shit. not giving a shit. all you guys are freaking scared about how many freaking likes you got on your instagram and how you're gonna look and and you know what I fucking hate? People who take down their pics off Instagram when they, when they don't get enough likes. Fuck fuck you, Guad.
1: Or when it ruins Expl- my feed. I'm like, fuck, I have to delete. How does it
0: ruin your feed?
1: But that's why that's why I deleted my old Insta that had like a good amount of followers and I made a new one and now I just follow people that I actually give a shit about and like only let people I know follow me.
0: Yeah. So you're not it,
1: It's like it's toxic. Social media can be so toxic sometimes, you know?
2: oh I totally understand that see I heard that uh, that same exact thing a lot with Instagram and it never got to me and Instagram was never toxic to me but like I recently got on Twitter and like just uh, two months being in Twitter and I already feel like increasingly more like sad because like I don't know I guess Twitter's really fun it's a fun place but like I feel invalidated sometimes I don't know like I just feel like I'm not being heard and like that just makes me really
0: upset. Senna, your tweets are hilarious by the way. Thank you. So Follow I recently created a Twitter for this podcast called Fer- at Ferris of Them All. Follow me, hit me up.
2: And mine is Turkish Delight XO. Follow me, hit me up. But Give me her, some her Twitter
0: is really funny and I just fucking realized like the power of Twitter. Twitter is like the pre, it's like the pre cum for Instagram. It's like the premature ejaculation of Instagram. It's like all the stuff you see on Instagram is always on Twitter first.
2: Exactly. It is. Like if someone shows you something on Instagram, it's like I actually saw it on Twitter first like two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Totally fucking agree.
1: I'm late to the game.
2: Yeah, you really need to get a Twitter, but except Twitter, like, kind of makes me depressed when, like, I say something really amazing and, like, nobody gives a shit, See, and I'm like, it's stop. Like See, that's when you're too invested. You gotta be like, Instagram.
0: you gotta be be like Stewie, my like, favorite hobo. Stewie does not give a fuck. I you also, gotta have that attitude and everything, cl- including especially social media.
1: I also, like, counted how many influencers I was following the other day. And it was 174 people that I actually, like, unfollowed that I didn't actually know. But, like, you know, I wanted to be like them. That's why I followed them, because, you know, influencers. And, like, that's a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, their job is to make you feel shitty by yourself. Yeah, and it was working, so I had to unfollow. Yeah. I had to. It was a thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God, there's so many hijabi influencers and wannabe influencers and... And, you I'm know, I'm not
1: like too well versed
0: in that. In and we're going to we're going to educate you. There's a lot of hijabi makeup culture. That's extremely problematic. Um, Please talk about it. We're going to talk about this problematic hijabi makeup culture, because the idea of the beauty standards, especially in Sena and Nye's culture and the Muslim culture of white is right. Fair is
2: same. yep. You know, the whiter you are, the better. Like people literally back at home compliment me on my skin tone. And yeah. I'm like, well, well, what the fuck? I expect like,
0: that from people in cultures that are entrenched yeah, in, and historically like that. But yeah. pe- but when, when people come to this country, that's a lot more diverse. First of all, it's not homogenous. We have black people, brown people and have these makeup tutorials of how to look brighter and how to look. You know, have lighter skin, like kicking on the Betty Crocker powder on your face.
2: That's such a thing for like foreign weddings, too.
0: Yeah. It's like, why are you painting? I mean, there's nothing wrong with makeup. I just don't like this. No,
2: I've seen it. It's like this the beauty white powder yeah,
0: that you on. like
1: put on and then you put on the foundation or something and it like makes you lighter. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm a guy. I'm not one. I can't. And people are going to attack me. Why are you speaking about makeup? I'm not. I'm talking about the beauty standards that affect me personally as a black man. When you're whitening up your face, it affects me personally, you know? Because, you know, you're, you're you're living up to this beauty standard, which is not okay at all. Um, it's extremely racist, and yeah, it, it's just you know. I told you, I told, I talked to James about this. I was like, most of the racism I experienced was from other Muslims growing yes, up.
2: Yes, I feel like something the Muslim community really has to work on, and I can say this because I'm Muslim and Ferris is Muslim. I feel like Muslims in America are like some of the most racist people in america because like Jay. and they won't admit it they're like oh i'm Muslim, whatever but like it's like the subtle things it's like oh we don't want to move into this neighborhood because it has too many black people or mm-hmm. like yes. oh like
0: or not supporting black lives matter
2: exactly or it, things like that or and posting
0: bullshit like muslim lives matter get the fuck out of here get the fuck that, out of here yeah, with muslim that has lives
2: nothing matter. to do with like black lives matter it's like black lives matter is its own movement that needs to be here for a purpose you know muslim lives do matter but that's not that's not the point you know whenever you, someone says like something else lives matter it's like shitting on black lives matter movement, yeah. you know like let the black talking lives about matter.
0: how oppressed you are when your dad is a fucking doctor and you live in suburbia meanwhile the african-american community lives in squalor um and you just sit there and and on your high horse and judge black people and, oh, they need to pull, put their, put, you know, pull their jaws, drawstrings up, whatever, pull themselves up. And you know, and you want to talk about Muslim lives matter. You don't tweet shit about, and also like with like what's going on in Sudan right now with this black Mm -hmm. political movement, props to people who are actually posting and raising awareness. I have yet to see, um, Muslims of a lighter complexion giving a shit about our revolution because we're black period. They don't give a shit about black refugees and they don't give a shit about black people and black political problems and black people because we're seen as a lost case. Oh, Africa's all fucked anyway. They're all a bunch of savages. Let them just kill each other off. You know, we're not involved in this, whatever. It's a waste of time. But let's all, you know, care about issues like, you know, other issues in the Middle East because we feel like there's more hope there and we actually love the people there.
2: It's really fucked up. And I've noticed that, like, privileged Muslim communities like yes in America Muslims are oppressed to a certain degree for sure like I've faced oppression as a Muslim here too but it's nothing compared to like what people who are racial and religious minorities face and it's not just in this country either like I have not heard any privileged Muslims like from countries that are wealthy even talk about what's going on in China like with the Muslims in China no one's talked about like what was going on in was it Burma? See, I don't Burma. even know because I never fucking well, hear got, about it. Well, Burma
0: got Burma got. I feel like Burma got a lot of press, but it took a while for Burma it to get press. It took a long. It took a really long time. It took
2: a really long time. Yeah. And today is the first time I've heard about Sudan because, like, nobody fucking talks about it, and I probably wouldn't have and you heard, heard it about from a Sudanese it. person. And I heard it from a Sudanese person. If it wasn't for my friend being Sudanese, like, I might have never heard of it because the people who hear about these things, they're not spreading it to others who can be knowledge on this.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a, like a point system of which what's trendy to post. What's trending out to post? Like, oh, do I want these black people on my feed? Do I want these black people on my story? Honestly, that's that's exactly. the rhetoric. Whether it's conscious or subconscious, people have been programmed to think like that. That same exact... It goes thing. along with the beauty standards I was talking about. You Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. That same exact thing happened. And I think like it happened when... Um, I think in the same month, the, ter- the terror attack happened in France and a terror attack happened in Turkey in the same month. And... It really hit home and I really understood it then. It was a few years ago. Like when it happened in France, the entire world was giving France coverage. On Facebook, everybody was like changing their profile pictures to like the um like red, white, blue, like the French colors and like like White House was like showing up like French flags and you know everything. This is
0: the Charlie Hebdo thing, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: everything was centered around France for like a good month. In that same month, Turkey had a terror attack, and nobody covered it. Nobody said anything. Nobody gave a single fuck, nothing on Facebook, nothing, like, no social media movements, nothing. And that's when I got really upset, because, like, you want to cover a country that had one event happen, but you don't want to talk about a country that has these things happen constantly. Because Mm -hmm. it was not, it was, like, the 12th or 13th, like, terror attack in Turkey that year. And, like... It's the same rhetoric that you said. Well, they're already fucked up, and like we don't have hope in them. Mm. So, like, let them fuck themselves up even more, you know? And that's when it really hit home. And ever since then, I've been more focused on like, how many other countries is this happening to? And it's happening to a lot of countries right now. It's happening to Sudan. Nobody cares because, like, like Ferris said, it's like, oh, I don't want to like, yeah, I don't have hope in them. Like, Africa's already fucked up. Let's just like let them kill each other. Like, yeah. That's the rhetoric that's going on right now, and it's incredibly fucked up. I mean, they'll
0: jump on the bandwagon as soon as like George Clooney or some like large celebrity gets involved. Oh, then, exactly. and it's like cool to be involved with it. And oh, we were there from the start, but right now I'm seeing mostly people on Twitter, people who are like posting are Sudanese people mostly, mm-hmm. the majority, and like some other Africans, like North Africans, East Africans. But um, there are there are people, and you know, but it's just it's less it's less common, um, and I feel like. For this revolution, Sunni people are just kind of having to carry themselves, which isn't bad. It's not ultimately bad, but it'd be nice to have the same um, acknowledgement and um, notoriety, not notoriety, but the same awareness that a lot of other uh, things got in the region, including Egypt Mm -hmm. and um, Syria got. They got a lot more press and, you know. There was a lot more sympathy and empathy to to those those places, and and Sudanese people are used to it. We're really used to that, especially coming from an Arab country, which Sudan is an Arab country within the Arab League. We're like, I feel like we often get the short end of the stick, and we're kind of like we get like the worst seats in the stadium, if that puts it puts it nicely.
2: Do you think it's a race issue?
0: Yeah, it's definitely an anti-blackness yeah. thing. It's an anti-blackness thing. It's like you know, who's there's levels to it, right? So you know. Yeah, it's, it's it's sad, but that's the situation. And I'm just happy that there's like this resurgence and this reclaiming of the African Sudanese identity. Mm-hmm. And people are just kind of becoming super proud and like of the Nubian heritage and all that through this revolution as well, which is really cool, which I think Sudan needed, especially because we have an identity crisis on a lot of levels because of the, I mean, kind of like Latino people as well. Gwad the whole like the merging of the Spanish and the indigenous bloodlines creates this like colorism and question of who we are as Latinos. Are we more Spanish? Are we more indigenous? You know? And that's definitely a thing you went to Mexico and you you said that, um, you know, you felt, like when it comes to like white, what did you say? I forgot what you said.
1: I mean, in general, like there's a huge anti-blackness in Mexico, and it's kind of like up Mita. it's the same thing. It's like the whiter you are, like the more rare you are, or like the prettier you are. So you know, like I'm. I mean, I'm not hating on you know who I was with I had a good ass time but like oh no I'm talking about in of, general Most yeah no like in general like most noticed. of the people that I've been that I was around on this trip were like fair skin than I was and everything you know and it's just like there's just kind of like a, a most of the people you see on TV and the representation and actresses like most of them are fair skinned and they have like light eyes and you know that's yeah, the what makes them prettier yeah like the telenovelas don't have good diversity in them and most of the time the darker more indigenous featured people are like the maids or like the help you know you don't really get like a rich brown person you know all of them are like mostly white and whatnot and there was even like you know the new actress that was in that one film what's it called
0: oh um the uh the the one about the maid. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I it forgot. was like it was like a huge thing. Um so the actress in that, like one of the like telenovela stars. Lupita. Is that the her no, name? No, her right? name's not Lupita, it's like Yelitsa. Okay. Um But so like this one like super OG Telenovela star, he's like I think his name's Sergio. He has he's white, he has like green eyes. He was like, Oh, like she's just like an Indian, like, you know, like she's not talented. Like she said he said like all this shit about her and it was like high key racist. Um Yeah, Yalitza Aparicio. I googled her for What's the movie called? Um, Roma. I just remembered it. It's called Roma. It's on Netflix. Um, And yeah, he like went on this like tangent about how like she was just like some native like Indian girl who like just like, you know, and it's the you get like this sense of like hate um, from like, you know, because usually it's like the whiter you are, it's like you're probably richer. So yeah. There's a correlation. His name was Sergio Goyi. Yeah. He's like OG Mexican like um The Novela Star and he got like a lot of backlash but like that same sentiment is constantly felt in like Mexico still today. Like you know, like it's usually like the darker you are. And that's just due to like colonization and like the Spaniards and whatnot, you know, lighter mm-hmm. people were richer in Mexico. And, that's like, the
0: same exact thing in, in Sudan. Yeah. It's, it's common. Like, mm-hmm. I mean
1: all colonization was everywhere. So Yeah. It's yeah, a thing. It's kinda sad. But like the cool thing about being Chicana or first generation American is that like I am like darker skinned. I do have like more indigenous features, but like here in America, like that's something to be proud of with like this new Latinx movement. Whereas in Mexico, it's like you want to be lighter, you know? So like in general, I think that being first generation, like Latinx here is like its own culture in and of itself, because you're not from here, but you're not from there. And like, you don't like really like either beauty standards. So you kind of just make yourself a be- like the beauty standard, which is what I like. That's amazing. You know? Kind of reclaiming the indigenous heritage. Yeah, we're like reclaiming everything. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: Do you guys have like a skin lightening issue in Mexico? Because I know we have that in in Africa and the Middle East.
1: Growing up, you're like not, you're told to not go in the sun. Like my mom, she's always been like, go to the bay, put sunscreen on, do not tan, do not go in the sun. You're going to get dark, you know? And because my mom is lighter skinned, she's very light skinned and she has like really pretty, like curly, um, like brown hair and my whole mom's side is a lot lighter in general basically senna my mom <laughs> is senna <laughs> no literally and so so and then but she married my dad and my dad is like very indigenous featured um he's darker and so you know I of course I'm like darker and I look like my dad so for her it's always been like a like a don't go in the sun kind of thing in fact like when my parents even got married like my grandma was like are you sure you want to marry him because like I think he's too ugly for you which basically was just like he's too brown for you like you know find someone else which you know it kind of hit me it hit me harder like now that I understand it um and like my dad told me this story like a couple months ago and I was just like shit like that's so messed up you know but like I mean at the same time it's hypocritical because like I said there's like anti-blackness anti like all of that in Mexico that's just like a huge thing but and it in this recent trip that I did kind of allowed me to like not necessarily claim myself as like Mexican anymore because I was like you know what like I don't really identify with like these beauty standards or like these beliefs anymore and so like and even some really educated people like said things that I was just like wow that is so anti-black like that's so racist you know what I mean it's like it's everywhere so I was just like shit like I don't really identify with Mexicans I definitely don't identify with like Anglo-Saxon Americans so like I like, the like ne- you said anglo-saxon i Americans. like the <laughs> niche that i have here in america like the latinx community in general and coming here to uncc it's like such a nice culture to have too because like we're vast we're big and oh, i mean we're still a minority but you know we're a lot bigger than like where i'm from and i really like it like there's a lot of pride here that i'm like a fan of
0: definitely definitely have latin i love <laughs> latin american community so much it's a good time yeah when i was in when i when we were in massachusetts we didn't have a big um sudanese community so like what we we like always go to the latin festival and stuff we would just latch on to any colored (laughs) people we could find because that was like like make allies build bridges
2: okay (laughs) literally me
0: (laughs) exactly that's what you got to do especially when you're in like guadalupe is from davidson if anybody's wondering and that is a very very curry. wow isn't that the the mascot privilege wildcats is the mascot from high school musical is, i'm gonna call that also
1: out. the mascot for davidson college home of stephen curry home of hashtag privilege get your head in the game um get your head in the game uh we love davidson <laughs> yeah that's me that's where i'm from
0: oh my god and i
1: grew up there like early 2000s late 90s which meant that like it was literally me and like all white people at school and like maybe one or two black people and that was like it so like it was definitely like i remember someone asked me how to say crocs in spanish um, and I was like, dude, like, I don't know, like, you say Crocs, like, I, I just don't know. like I'm Wait, like,
0: Crocs, like the, like the yeah, slippers? Yeah, like the, shoe. the, the shoes. Yeah,
1: she was like, how do you say Crocs in Spanish? And I was just like, I don't know. Don't wear them. I was like, I mean, back then they were all the rage. Like
2: they had just come out Yeah they were
0: so expensive too
2: Oh my god yeah and They had they're croc so stores cheap. Remember that? Yeah they mm-hmm. still do They still do At Concord Mills
0: There's a croc store? Yeah How do they stay you I ever think they how many $20, people... 20... Okay For now it went down Yeah
2: but b- before They were like 40 something
1: right? Yeah They were expensive
0: Crocs are the worst If you get your feet wet Because the water stays In those things
1: Yeah and then your and feet pools. smell oh, And yeah. you get like Molds. that Weird shit in there uh, mm. Not a good time. Gangrene in your feet Listen I had crocs I was a croc bitch In elementary school Well you're from Davidson
0: You were just influenced I mean, yeah, of course.
1: I was, oh, definitely. Uh, It's been, it was a long, a long time coming. Did you have Uggs? I had Uggs. I still have them. Oh my God, Uggs. I had Uggs. I have Lily Pulitzer. I have Lily Pulitzer. Yeah, I owned. I used to own that shit. I feel like
0: if, like, your family's broke, you'd have to, like, get, instead of Crocs, you'd have to get, like, Alligates. <laughs> yeah, like the ones Crocs. they saw at CVS. Yeah, the CVS like, ones that CVS are super flimsy. Inset. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah,
1: God. you're like, shit, man. Were you
0: really into Uggs? Did you wear leggings with your Uggs?
1: I did, like, I was into all of that shit. Like, yeah. I used to wear, like, those little bubble necklaces. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, guys, that was me. Because I was, like, I'm not, that's the culture I was in, you know?
0: I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say something, too. I'm not gonna cut you off, but I can relate because I had a i don't like saying this out loud i'm really ashamed <laughs> of this part of my life but there was a time in high school where i had like a closet full of abercrombie i'm coming out of the closet like no, literally yeah, same. i had a closet full of abercrombie and i remember their logo like the fucking Mine was moose Air
2: oh
0: my god that was like broke abercrombie get out of here <laughs> go home go home
2: hey that's <laughs> fucking classes okay <laughs> Air apostle was expensive too like that shit was unreal
0: it depends but they always had good clearance sales they did. they're always trying to like get that stuff out of the fucking store but, um, I, like,
1: didn't fit into Abercrombie.
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't made for <laughs> yeah, pervasive. Yeah, even if I wanted to wear Abercrombie,
1: that. I wouldn't fit into it. Like, I would, like, cry in the dressing rooms. Yeah. Because I, like, wouldn't fit into the, like, preteen section. I didn't wear it in high school because by high school, like, I was just like, uh-uh, like, that's not cool. Um, But, like, I did fuck with Lily Pulitzer in high school. Did was. fuck with Hollister? No, yes. no, no. We didn't wear Hollister or Abercrombie in, high, in
2: my high school. Like, oh. it was not a thing. Okay, so in my high school, which was like a much more diverse high school, I would say, like racially, all the Hispanics at my high school wore Hollister every single day. Hollister, yeah.
0: Oh, our, our um, Hispanic community wore our, our Aeropostale and um, what was that other brand? <sighs> um, PacSun.
1: All the skaters wore Paxson. Yeah. I wanted to be one of those Paxson bitches, but like I just couldn't. Like I was With your
0: surfer boy, with your Johnny Capahala, Johnny yeah, Tsunami. Yeah, that,
1: but I just couldn't. Like, yeah. That was just not me.
0: Abercrombie, by the way, going back to that, isn't made for curvaceous women in general.
1: No, it's Cause not.
0: Because I, I knew this one girl in high school who was Indian and she was like, I can't fit into Abercrombie. They never fit, but she would wear them anyway. And I was like, girl, you got you, you to gotta get yourself together. Like you can't be fitting into these clothes that weren't made for people like us.
2: Yeah, I mean, ethnics, how was she wearing it?
0: I don't know. She was wearing them, but she was like, they don't fit well. Like they felt weird on her, but she would still wear them.
1: Yeah, I used to wear them. I like had little dresses and stuff that my mom would buy me, but like not the majority of it, like wouldn't fit sometimes. And I would like get so upset. But yeah, no, high school was, was funny for me at least. But like towards the end, I kind of like figured myself out a little bit more. I think I was cooler in high school than I was, than I am now. Like Like you were more
0: socially uh, relevant. Yeah. You're, no, you no tried to be socially not relevant, socially
1: or? relevant, but like my interests and in stuff. Like I feel like I gave less shits back then than I do now.
0: I feel you. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like I'm getting older, so I'm kind of starting to become more aware of like myself. Well, your
0: 20s crisis is a thing, so
2: I think I'm gonna have that soon. I'm having it. I can feel it. Oh, I'm having it right like, now. I have not been feeling starting a podcast. Lately. Look at me. <laughs> Quitting your like Quitting job that job? pays you like that big figures. Quiz. Yeah. I wasn't making figures. You're making a lot more money than I'm making
1: right now.
0: Oh, Ten dollars yeah. an hour.
1: It like, was like that good job that you want out of college kind of thing. I know what you're It doing was about. a
0: job that your mom tells her friends about. Yeah. Like, it was oh yeah. He works level.
1: for that company in yeah.
0: uptown. I'm pretty sure my mom still tells my friends that. Like she doesn't give, she does not know about this podcast. Oh really? She just sees me like leave the house with like the boom <gasps> mics and stuff and like, where are you going? I'm like oh, library. <laughs> 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 I'm going back to college. I'm going back to college, mom. I got to meet with my advisor.
1: How did you how hard was it for you to kind of come to terms with that whole thing you were talking about like not living to please your parents? Cuz um, I think that's interesting and it takes a lot of strength in especially in a first generation um like American.
0: It was tough. It, it I didn't do it immediately. I was in the shop for a year and before that I was for example, I was in a major I hated. And yeah. that, was, that was, you know, I struggled for a lot of years, um, MIS, management information systems. I hate MIS. It's the worst. But mm. I, I thugged it out. And um, I had no business in that major, but I thugged it out for my parents. Oh, and then no. I got to the point where I was in a job. I'm like, this is it. Like, this was all that work was for this. Like, that's where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And it really hit me. And I was like, I got to leave this job. I got to start. You might be late, too late, later than some people. But that's why I'm an advocate for people who are young, who are in high school or still in college. Like, get your shit in order now and stop... Living to please some other person, whether that's being in a marriage you don't like, whether that's you know going to school in a major you don't like, whether it's being in a job you don't like. If you want to fucking paint, just paint. Like, don't worry about the money. Like, especially if you're living at home, your parents are not going to kick you out. Most parents in diaspora like be like, "Yo, cousin, freaking Felipe has been living at home forever." Like, that's the thing we do in our countries.
2: That's so true. We live it's at home so until
0: true. we die. Like, you know.
2: I'm like not allowed to move out until I move out with my husband. So.
0: Oh my God, Senna, wow. Senna, you, you want to get? I never want to get married, by the way. That's a thing. But the I talked thing you about. said
2: about like getting a major to please your parents—that's my entire economics major. Like, I did not want to do economics or business, but like everybody, like ten people in my family and my lineage have gotten a business lineage degree. and sister yeah, lineage. Like my grandfather has a business and economics degree. Like my all my like my dad, my mom, my uncles, like they're all business and like. They just expected me to be business too because they knew I couldn't be like a fucking doctor or like an engineer. So they're like going to business. Well, the
0: good thing is, Senna, you know, you're aware that it's not your interest. Some people don't know where their own thoughts yeah. begin and where their parents' thoughts start.
2: Exactly. So I fucked up and I got a, like I'm doing an economics degree right now and I'm almost done and I realize I hate it. But um, so funny thing, uh, I was a sociology minor and I was like, fuck this. I'm going to make it a double major. So... Actually, I'm getting three majors right now because uh, one of them is my mom's choice. Economics was my mom's choice. And the Women's and Gender Studies and Sociology is what I actually like doing. So, fuck it. I'm getting a whole ass another degree from my mom.
0: I would just recommend as as your brother, as your mentor, as somebody who's been through it, just like find your interest and stick to it, you know, just like go at it, tear it up, Senna. And you're like an ambitious person. Thank you. You're very ambitious. You guys are both very, very ambitious. And you guys are very self-aware too. So you guys know what you can like. I want it That's all. the fucking first step. I didn't know what I like when I picked this major. That was the issue. Cause my, 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 I didn't either. Actually, still, you still don't know.
1: I mean, I'm a triple major as well. but And I like all my majors. Like one of them is Spanish. So like, you know, that shit was not that hard. Yeah. Let's yeah. Be real. <laughs> um, and then I'm in marketing. And naturally, I'm just like good at it. Like I will get A's and B's like naturally. I really enjoy it. Um, And then I'm doing, like, supply chain, which I'm not, like, the biggest fan of, but also, like, I still enjoy it, like, I'm interested in it, I just kind of am figuring it out, and, like, the money in supply chain is so good that I was just like... Let's fucking do it. But, yeah, you know, it's the money—that was. The it's thing. always the money. We're in a capitalist society. When I wanted That's to, when I
0: actually well, midway, I almost became an anthropologist when I was into my ask. I almost switched over, but I didn't because you know I just I talked myself out of it because of the money and it would have taken me a lot of extra years to graduate. Yeah. But one of the other things I wanted to do was history. That's one of my huge passions. I wanted to do that. I remember, but my, when I was signing up for classes, I remember my mom found out. And she, she basically convinced me that I'd be poor. I wouldn't have any money. Yeah, parents I'd be do broke. That. My dad, she called my, yeah, my uncle dad, to bully me into not doing yeah, it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. My, my uncle would me. My uncle call me and be like, right
0: yeah, they, they call you.
1: There's not yeah. a lot of faith in, like, liberal art history sort of degrees, uh, I feel. Like, my dad is still, like, he still doesn't think, like, my triple majors are impressive because, like, it's not, like, it's not engineering. It's not architecture. Like, to him, like, that's what he would have liked to have seen me major in. You know, engineering. He's like, I really wanted an
2: engineer, a doctor, and an architect. And I was like, well, sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> so we can design hospitals. That, yeah, or, exactly. No, I've definitely had my family bully me into like not doing sociology because I wanted to switch over as my have it as my only major and not have an economics degree. And I would have like my family calling me from Turkey and be like, you want to be poor for the rest of your life? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be poor. like you guys are
0: poor for the rest of your life. See ya. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, if I have an America that. degree. Yeah,
0: if, if that shit. Passionate
1: about it, then like I feel like you'll work towards whatever term or form of success that you measure your, you know whatever you think is you success. have to define it for yourself yeah because and get off not, social media exactly. get off social media and like which what the whole entire like what our culture deems to be successful you know like it's not the same it's not everyone's different you know so i think that's important as well for sure
0: yeah um yeah it's Figuring out your own your own interests and likes and once you um once you figure out what you actually want, which is again, part of it is like, is kind of unplugging from social media and realizing that the influencers lives shouldn't be dictating what you want. Just kind of like secluding yourself for a little bit. You'll find out what you like.
1: Yeah. It's like follow inspiring people that do like good shit. Not like bitches that like, no offense, bitches that show your ass. Like go, your ass is popping. And apparently squats are bad for you anyway. Oh really?
0: Yeah. James was telling me that she was saying that, um, they're really bad for your knees
1: oh i did well yeah they're bad for your knees if you don't know if you don't have good form like you need to be careful with squats you can't just like squat about like you gotta have a good form get thick um in order to to be the thickest queen you can be
0: mirror mirror on the wall who's the thickest of them all it's me in this room i think yeah (laughs)
2: Yeah. you're
0: thick (laughs) you you got you got booty oh
2: yeah like that's the one thing i'm like proud of and my family's telling me to get lipo off my booty and i'm like wait how do they
0: do that suck your booty cheeks out
2: that yeah i i don't want it done like like they're i want to i want to get arm lipo right because my arms are like you this could date any black guy body. you
0: wanted right now what are you talking about
2: thank you <laughs> thank yeah. you yeah. thank you legit oh, like, and not
0: just light-skinned black guys
2: oh my god i was
0: telling them that if they want to date black they need to go deep into it they cannot be lingering in the <gasps> in the light skin zone you guys got to go for the acons
1: oh my gosh of
0: the world if dating a black guy was a house l- the foyer is like the light skin zone you're just chilling in the foyer, and if you want to be in the walk-in closet, <laughs> the walk-in closet is where you get the best black experience. And then you realize if you like it or not.
1: Oh my gosh, I am dead. Yeah. Are you adding me right now?
0: Oh, on, on your on Twitter.
1: No. Wait. Just in with this little comment that you said.
0: Oh no, I don't. I'm just it's, that's super that's just general. It's for everybody and everyone listening.
2: It's because Guad's dating a light-skinned guy.
0: And yeah, oh. and also if you want to date black, this is for the audience. If you guys, if you're a girl or a guy who wants to date a black guy. Please do not stereotype us. Yeah. Please same with don't, Latinas. Hello. Yeah, and Latinas as well. Thank and you. And Middle Eastern. And
1: Latino men.
0: Latino men. Don't. Very
1: stereotyped. In general, if you are a minority, any sort of minority, do not stereotype it. Like, it's not, it's not a thing. It's not cool.
0: Please. I'm not going to listen. I don't listen to that much rap music. Yeah. Don't get mad when I don't know who Nipsey Hussle is. I've mentioned this in a podcast before. Yeah, I'm like, learning about him now. I can learn. It's a learning experience. Like I'm
2: not saucy. Like what the fuck is that? You yeah, know what I
0: mean, I don't trap. I, I don't have a shit. SoundCloud. This yeah, podcast isn't oppressed. even on SoundCloud. i
2: fuck you up. Like you can't hit me. I will kill you. Like exactly. Yeah. Is that the
0: stereotype with Turkish women?
2: Well, Turkish women like are really oppressed in their marriages. And just like yeah. Middle Eastern women in general, like they're seen as like Middle oppressed Eastern. by their man. And I'm shout like, out
0: South Asian women as well; they yeah. struggle in those relationships. I will
2: fuck you up, like. yeah. <laughs> no.
0: Sudanese women. Shout out to you guys. Any patriarchal patriarchal relationship society, and you know, I'm gonna have a whole episode. Actually, it's gonna be a solo Ooh, episode yeah. about um, patriarchy, matriarchy, and there's this really cool tribe. I won't mention the name of, but they're purely matriarchal, and it's really cool to see how they operate. So. Look out for that because it's gonna come. Gonna hit you soon. Guad, I think you have to leave, right? I do. I have okay. to go catch the light rail. Let's do that. Let me um wrap this up. Thank you guys very much of for course. being here. Um you guys Thank will be, you. be back soon. Um remember to hit us up on our Instagram, The Fairest of Them All. Twitter. Instagram, The Fairest of Them All, Twitter, um the the fairest of them all Facebook fairest of the fairest of them all. And then you can send me an email if you like at, uh, the fairest of them all at gmail.com. Uh, hit me up with a DM. We're going to have a segment called telegram from Mr. Parker where you guys send me your DMS and questions and advice anything you guys want just to say anything, questions, comments, and concerns hit us up, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, please. That's important. Leave a review, five stars, preferably and a nice little comment. And thank you very much. I love all of you so much. Each of you, individually. You're loved by me.
2: ha Bye. 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 bye, bye, bye. bye. bye.